everyone. So, welcome to our podcast on essential steps to transition from an average to world-class procurement, hosted by Zykus. I, Shivendra Patil, marketing manager at Zykus, would be your moderator for today's podcast. So, joining here with us uh, is Mr. Lilith Damija, uh, who is the fellow of Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply SIPS. He is an experienced supply chain practitioner in oil and gas industry with over 38 years of experience. He is also an executive chairman of SIPS UAE branch committees and regularly contribute to the procurement body of knowledge through active participation in events, seminars, and conferences. So, welcome, Lalit, for our podcast here. Thank you, Shwender. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you very much, Lalit, for joining us and uh, joining, uh, joining us again. So, this is the second in series of the podcast that we are recording with you. So, shall we start? Yes. Please go ahead. Okay, so we had like our previous uh, podcast on adding enterprise value with better procurement practices. So, but now uh, we have transitioned to uh, focusing specifically on the Middle Eastern market. So, this podcast is on the how to transition from an average to a world-class procurement. So, our first question will be like, uh, what according to you is the definition of a world-class procurement? Uh, see, I'm uh, telling this in the context of Middle East, and uh, in my opinion, uh, a world-class procurement unit here uh, is one yeah. which is continuously engaged in fulfilling okay. the expectations of its organization and uh, okay. satisfying the sourcing requirements uh, in an agile and nimble manner. Uh, this would ensure that the products and services are obtained optimally as per the requirement without any cost or time overruns. And of course, uh, due to advancements in technology, the other point for the world-class organization would be upskilling the skills of their staff through relevant trainings and certifications, and also continuous executive learning and development. So they have to have a methodology for evaluating evolving technologies and having strategies uh, to integrate them with their business and create value uh, through, of course, it will be through procurement transformation. And uh, periodically, they need to upgrade their policies, processes, procedures, and manuals as per the needs of the organization and the evolving environment. There are many things which we are hearing now, which we have not even encountered before. So now the new terminologies like uh, pay to use or on-demand services, these needs to be incorporated within the terms and conditions of the contract and get the legal vetting. Uh, further, finding unique and efficient ways to work involving innovation and creativity uh, is the need of the hour and this should lead to rapid adoption of uh, best practices in order to be ahead of the competition we have to work in a manner that provides pride to the employees and stakeholders for being associated with the organization especially millennials and generation z which is coming uh, in the workforce now World-class organization uh, can probably achieve, uh, which has been said uh, above, uh, by being uh, aligned with the global standards 
for procurement and supply of Chartered Institute of Procurement and uh, Supply, which is SIPS, or uh, it could be a mastery model of Institute of Supply Management. And uh, world class organization has to make changes as reflected in their uh, periodic latest versions in these uh, global standards. So, this is according to me what would uh, a world class procurement organization? Well, uh, yeah, so a good point that you mentioned, Lilith, uh, on upskilling the staff to training and certification. It's a very valid point, and I guess we'll uh, discuss about it. What do you think is the key, what are the key performance metrics that define a world class procurement according to you? Now, as the times are changing, the nature of procurement is changing. We need to have a new sets of KPIs, more than what we had in end-to-end -end source to procure process. Of course, that will still remain relevant till the time new yeah. technologies yeah. take over. Uh, okay. So, like before, we used to say eliminating or reducing variation orders. Of course, those are relevant. The KPIs could be around that, or supplier performance against uh, set parameters or internal company performance in execution of contract and POs. So that will always be relevant. We have to uh, have KPIs around that. But now the need of our is uh, having strategic alliances established in the identify areas. This will be the new KPI. And uh, of course, uh, standardization of specifications. Now specifications writing has become an art. When you are talking about cloud computing and e-procurement, so writing specifications, making PR, making the scope of work has become an art, and this could be one of the KPIs, uh, so that the scope is complete and full in all respects, so that the vendors can quote. Uh, this has been one of the area gray areas where vendors, e-procurement vendors, cannot provide their quote. Uh, if because the specifications of the tender are not clear. Then other things could be innovation in uh, technical and commercial evaluation criteria. It is no longer the least. And if you are uh, talking about digitization, e-procurement, cloud services, we should have a different type of technical and commercial evaluation criteria. Innovation in that, that would be the new KPIs. And of course, the evergreen thing, which is accuracy of forecast and demand optimization, that always remains relevant. Uh, the new thing is total cost of ownership and KPIs uh, around reduction in the total cost of ownership are relevant. Other things are bottom line improvement, which are leading to sustained cost reduction or at least sustained cost so these are the bottom line improvement we want we don't only need savings we have to create value and the sustainable cost uh, other things could be shortening the cycle time because of use of technology we have to bring in some benefits for the organization which are directly related to shortening the cycle time what benefits what is the return on investment of the technology we have used? And uh, reducing total cost of ownership that we have already discussed. Improving service level and risk management at every stage in um, source to pay cycle. 
Uh, others are innovation through the adoption and use of evolving technologies for review, revenue increase. Ultimately, it boils down to the bottom line. How much revenue growth is there for the organization through the use of innovation and the use of new technologies? Uh, last but not the least, I would like to say that there is a training and development of procurement personnel, which is of paramount importance because the needs and the skill sets uh, which are required now are changing. So, uh, yeah, moving on to that, uh, what we were thinking like which industries in the Middle East are proactively looking to make their procurement world class because you are uh, based out of Middle East, so you will have a better uh, visibility over this. So, what are those industries right now? Uh, many organizations at uh, various uh, stages of procurement maturity and uh, they are pursuing uh, procurement uh, automation and end-to-end -end information transparency. So in fact, uh, let me tell that many world-class procurement organizations uh, need to have process automation and end-to-end -end information transparency, which uh, some organizations have started, others are, have no clue about it. So if you are talking about the Middle East uh, organizations uh, which are looking to make their procurement world class, so these organizations uh, get the most from new technologies by focusing key activities uh, which would be relevant to all procurement uh, strategic categories uh, like uh, category management, process automation, and uh, supplier relationship management. So these some of the companies which are known uh, and which are uh, like heading toward being world class are uh, Edna Group beyond any doubt and Department of Culture and uh, Tourism, uh, uh, Sabic in Saudi Arabia, in Ittihad Airways, a Turkcell, Saudi Telecom, Emirates Nuclear Corporation, and of course uh, PDO Oman. Uh, they are using new technologies, trying to improve daily on a daily basis, continuous basis, and also very actively involved in uh, training and certification of their staff. Yeah, so I think these industries are like front runner in the use of technology, the latest technology in the procurement domain. And hopefully in the coming years, more and more companies in the Middle East will try to make their procurement world class, following in their footsteps. So see here is like uh, with the advent of internet, there was a first digital revolution that happened in the procurement. But do organizations in the Middle East are prepared for the next wave of procurement transformation with the advent of AI and machine learning and automation and all? or they still haven't fully embraced the first digital revolution? More or less, the first digital revolution in procurement is embraced. All the procurement units, uh, companies, like they are using uh, uh, internal and, ex uh, like all the procurement units, uh, internal and external stakeholders, use email, intranet, internet, they have websites and uh, they use web applications, cell phones, ERP system, and these have become a norm now, and their use is not an issue at all. So the first wave okay. of uh, procurement transformation is uh, surely embedded and uh, that is embraced. Uh, coming to the 
second uh, digital revolution which evolves around the use of uh, digital tools uh, this has a significant potential for innovation and can be a big game changer. Now it involves like data sourcing, data analytics, data visualization, and in general data warehousing. It depends on how the data is structured and managed in order to make a difference for the benefit of the organization. That is a challenge. People are, off, they are aware of the data management, data analytics, uh, but it could be at varying uh, degrees of maturity uh, depending on the organization's priority and resources and then uh, other things which uh, involves uh, the second uh, digital revolution is artificial intelligence and it has also created a great buzz but uh, very few know uh, how to leverage ai based applications to create value for their businesses and how to use the internet of things for ai um, again, robotics is finding use in some industries, including the use for services. Of course, blockchain, which was very, very popular last year and still uh, has a, people have lost of hunger for blockchain. Uh, it is projected to be a powerful tool for decentralization of systems, offering transparency, trust and security, and for preventing errors and fraud. Uh, in addition to these uh, smart contracts, uh, which have, were introduced by consensus, are likely to make the source-to-pay solution more efficient and hassle-free. So these are the uh, benefits of the second digital uh, revolution, uh, or the components of second digital revolution. Now, as far as the adoption in the Middle East is concerned, at the best, some select organizations are beginning to explore the second wave of procurement transformation, but uh, have a long way to go to fulfill the objectives of harnessing its benefit for their companies. Numerous other organizations still don't have a clue what it is about, or they think that they can live with their existing setup as they have no appetite or resources to change their processes to suit the new technology requirements. They also have lack of trust in security, lack of ecosystems, fear of change management, and stakeholders adoption uh, for the new concepts. However, the pace of development is varying from industry to industry, as well as from organization to organization. Organizations, those don't have a digital strategy, will surely be adversely affected. Uh, and later, they will be forced to adopt it under pressure of regulators and stakeholders. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, Lalit. So, yeah, you mentioned a well point here that uh, organizations have lack of trust and security. Security is a big concern for the organization. But then here is the role of role comes for the organizations like SIPs and uh, we, Zykus, as a provider of this technology solution, we have got the responsibility to educate the customer and let them know about the benefits that they will have by adopting these solutions. So moving on, uh, so uh, what according to you is the importance of having a digital savvy and data-oriented talent pool in the organization? As you mentioned before also, talent is a big, big concern here. 
and uh, what this talent pool and the organization to bring about the new wave of procurement transformation. So how will that uh, digital savvy and data oriented talent pool contribute toward the transformation? And do organization in the Middle East face any talent constraint in this regard? Um, digital savvy and data oriented talent pools uh, means uh, creating a new mindset and hiring professionals with pertinent skills in addition to upskilling the existing procurement professionals. Now, this will also involve conditioning procurement units and stakeholders so as they do not pose barrier to the adoption of new wave of procurement transformation. And again, using uh, talent pool experts uh, who facilitate the shift to new procurement processes to match on demand or procure to pay, procure to use models to build trust and security, establish technical standards, to include complex procurement terms and conditions, and address legal concerns. Like I was talking about cloud computing, making a tender for cloud computing. This will involve all these things. Yes. So this will help in raising the confidence of all the concerned. If you have got uh, procurement professionals which are uh, adroit uh, and smart and equipped in making uh, and providing such resources or providing such services to the end users. A lot of work has to be done in this direction, especially by small and medium enterprises and even some big organizations who are not uh, so digitally uh, enlightened at present. Organizational structures need to be reviewed to create new role and revamp the ones needed through procurement transformation. The steps will usher in a culture of data-driven decision-making, synergizing and transforming technologies with organizational experience. Procurement personnel who are engaged in routine tasks of procure to pay cycle will have their positions under pressure. In coming uh, times, the procurement digital systems will take over such tasks and empower users to make uh, procurement decisions in real time. Now, these jobs uh, at risk will ultimately go and lead to reduced employment. Procurement professionals with different job specifications will be needed. The new requirements for talent will be for those who can solve problems and manage uh, relationships by working cross-functionally with various business units and stakeholders, internal and external, to increase organizations, productivity and efficiency, uh, meeting with expectations in a way that will ensure compliance with organization requirements and applicable uh, regulations. Now, success of second wave of procurement transformation demands skills, which if not uh, entirely not existent, non-existence or is are scarcely available in most procurement units. So there is a need for procurement professionals who have an analytical mindset, who know how to evaluate and adopt digital technologies, who have acumen for problem solving, and uh, can, as a strategic 
uh, sources for the value of any organization. So they have to act as a strategic source for creating value for the organization. And uh, procurement is now becoming an art and science as it needs a mix of analytical and creative thinking to take advantage of the automation. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, uh, well said that uh, people need to evolve. Uh, they need to evolve their skill set and uh, have to look at the bigger picture, become more strategic to the organization instead of doing the routine manual day to day. Moving on, uh, so like, what organizations need to do to face the second procurement transformation? What, according to you, are like those key those key steps that the organization need to follow to face the second procurement transformation that is coming? Now see, it is perfectly fine to be conscious and skeptical about the new technology. Uh, procurement organizations that delay the exposure to under and as underestimate these technologies, face the risk of being laggards and uh, miss the competitive advantages. It is uh, okay to be conscious and skeptical, but uh, don't delay the matters uh, till the time you lose the competitive advantage. Now, uh, these organizations need to have a strategy to reap the socio-economic uh, benefits offered by the next wave of procurement transformation through new technologies. It will reduce source to pay cycle time, expenditure, and improve companies' agility in providing quality service to users and a wow experience for the stakeholders. The second digital uh, revolution will need a major transformation of large organizations, uh, one that will significantly change the way they are used to working. Making uh, like uh, changes uh, and bringing in paradigm shift in the working environment as, see, as we have seen at Google and Amazon, at the same level, we need to change the paradigm. And learning to fail fast and also to succeed fast, being more agile and nimble. We can't take decisions in three months and wait for the next uh, year for the budget to be approved. There are startups which take three days where the other organization, old organizations are taking three months or six months. So we need to have a hunger of like uh, startups and uh, our um, ability to act fast. Now we have to be, we have strive, we have to be like striving to be the hubs of innovation by being customer centric. This is the need of the hour. And knowing how to collaborate and the ways of working with variety of cross-functional players. Uh, soon, cutting-edge automatic procurement platforms will become standard features of commercial ERP packages available to all. They will be available to all. Now, the challenge before enterprises will be uh, software vendors are already adding uh, AI, blockchain, IoT in their menus. And some e-procurement solution providers are planning to embed even blockchain into new product line and provide it as a service. I know it is easier said than done and blockchain, of course, will take few years before we can uh, see the benefits in uh, 
procure to pay cycle, but the move is in yeah. the right direction. So these things have already uh, started, and in coming times, they can be even offered as a service. Uh, finally, to sum it all, every procurement organization will adopt uh, digitization at its own pace. Those that start early have a better chance to use the full potential of digitization using innovation and creating value for the success of the organization. Thank you very much. So uh, thank you very much, Lalit, for this uh, very enlightening podcast covering uh, procurement transformation at large. Uh, what should companies and organizations should expect uh, when they're facing a second wave of procurement transformation and how they should prepare themselves for it, especially organizations in the Middle East. So this was very enlightening. And thank you very much once again for taking time out to uh, record this podcast with us. Thank you, Lalit. Thank you very much.